0: Welcome to the Gospel Sports Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Zay, along with my guys, Young Vander and King Ron, bringing you the truth unapologetically as we see it. We got a lot going on this week. What wildest for this week? Different moving and shaking that's going on in the world and NFL, championship round reactions, Super Bowl projections. And NFL free agents and how it's going to affect fantasy. We'll run through the running backs this week and we'll hop on the wide receivers next week. Make sure you follow us on YouTube at The Gospel STP and uh, make sure you follow us on all your major platforms. Also, if you need to get any information to us, you can send that to TheGospelSTP at gmail.com. So let's hop right into it. What wild does this week? So Right after we recorded the show, uh, I think the next day, if I'm not mistaken, Raheem Morris ended up being extended the position for the Atlanta Falcons as the head coach. There were all sort of rumors out there. Uh, Bill Belichick had been interviewed twice. Um, your boy, uh, Jim Harbaugh, had been interviewed twice. We'll speak on him in just a second and um, his move to the Chargers. But yeah, uh, Morris is the head coach in Atlanta. What are your immediate reactions to that head coach signing? Now, does, does he fit? Do we think that it's going to be a, a hindsight not quite being 2020 sort of a move for Atlanta? How are we feeling about this? You go ahead and kick us off, Andy.
1: I mean, I'm not mad at it. Uh, Raheem Morris is uh, well-deserved, you know, to have this role. He's one of the, the guys that uh, I think deserve opportunity. Uh, there's a few guys, I, you know, I would like to see before he got it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. but now that the move has been made, I am happy with the coordinators he has been choosing. So I do like the coordinator. I think Zach Robinson is probably going to bring that L.A. Rams-style offense uh, to Atlanta. And I think with the weapons they have currently there, uh, it should be a really good fit. So um, it's, it's a it's a cool move. I'd give it maybe a B-.
2: You feeling the same way, Ron? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm on par about the same way with it. Um... I hated the Bill Belichick steam to Atlanta. I just felt like the cultural fit wasn't there at all. Um, so Raheem Morris definitely, from a culture standpoint, I think fits there. Um, I would like. I was really, really hoping EB would get that uh, get that shot um, of getting. I thought he would be a better fit with a young quarterback, nice tight end, nice receiver. You know, uh, you can mold the young quarterback because he had, he's in, instrumental in patch development to a degree also. So but I'm not upset with it. I'm I'm on par with uh with Vander on this. Probably by B B minus uh if, if Belichick would have went there, I'd have gave it a D. So anything better than that um, I'm rocking with. It. And we'll talk about
0: EB in just a second. Eric B. enemy because there's some uh happenings going on or something that didn't happen may actually make the future a little bit brighter for him. We'll see how that goes. Seattle was able to get their guy Mike McDonald. Baltimore's defensive coordinator is now the head coach. In Seattle, uh, they've always kind of gone the path of having a defensive guy kind of being at the helm there for the last few years, uh, with Pete Carroll being a defensive guy that's been there for quite a while. Uh, Definitely like Pete's going to get a job. Bill Belichick might not get a job now. We'll talk about that in just a second. But how do you guys feel about Mike McDonald, the DC for Baltimore, getting that Seattle job? Why don't you go ahead and kick us off with that one, Ron?
2: Yeah, I like it um, <clears throat> because I, I like new blood instead of res- the same recycled old coaches. Um, and Baltimore this year had uh, historically uh, one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in like the past 10 years. So any other time coordinators, you know, make that type of uh, leap or may have that type of success, they do get um, uh, head coaching opportunities per se. I think it's still like Pete Carroll, defensive type guy, Maybe been there too long, even though I was kind of shocked when he got fired. So a younger, more exuberant, more maybe bring some new blood, new uh, tactics, and maybe new age stuff as far as defensively wise. I like it. Um, They're a more defense-based team. They, that's how they've been drafted in the past couple of years. Even though Gino had a nice year, you know, they got Kenneth Walker, and the receivers are nice, and Met and Lockett. I like the fact that it's still defensive-minded, and uh, Mike McDonald, I think, is a good fit. What you got, Van?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, pretty much echo the same uh, thing. Uh, I'm just glad it's not uh, another old recycled coach. You know, he's now currently the youngest head coach in the NFL, which is cool. Um, So I'm just glad to see some new guys get some opportunities. Uh, Wait,
0: McDonald's younger than Mayo?
1: Yeah, he's 36.
0: Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Okay.
1: So, hey, I'm I'm all about the, the new guys getting opportunities. So, yeah, I like I like that.
0: So now, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about what didn't happen. So Ben Johnson ends up staying with Detroit. His name was out there as one of the hottest coordinators, uh, offensive guys that was out there. He was supposed to. He was supposed to pretty much already be a done deal that he was going over to Washington. Now that he isn't going to Washington, it makes Eric the enemy the only other offensive coordinator or offensive coach that they've even interviewed. They've already kind of written off uh, Bill Belichick. They haven't mentioned a uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, there aren't too many other guys that have the cachet of the guy that's already in the building. So does Eric B. Enemy kind of get his shot by default? Or do you think that they'll figure out a way to bring in somebody else that we weren't really thinking of in this moment in the game? Or for that matter, Mike Vrabel's still out there as well. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the direction they choose to go. But they were looking at offensive guys more so than defensive guys. So the only Mm -hmm. offensive coach out there right now that's worth his salt, when you look at experience and showing that his system works, humble opinion would be Eric Benyme at at this point in the game. So – do we think that he kind of gets that job by default now, or they they end up just revamping the whole direction that they had in mind?
1: No, I was about to say, I know Ray Bull was still a guy that out, was out there. um. But, I mean, if they are looking for an offensive kind of guy, um, don't sleep on the OC from the Dolphins. And don't sleep on the OC okay. that may come out of this game, out of this 49 now. Has game. he
0: been interviewing yeah, I, I don't even remember seeing the, um, the OC from the Dolphins. I don't even remember seeing his name out there.
1: Yeah, I think he got an interview with the Panthers. Um, okay. Also, uh, Clint Kubiak and um, Facts. Yeah, I don't know if it's Greasy. I think Greasy won them. But it's kind of like a split thing in San Fran. But if they win the Super Bowl, that's going to be even more of a reason why this guy could probably come in the building and get the interview. I mean, I can see it. So, I mean, I, I like EB. I think I'm cool with him getting an opportunity, but. I mean, if they're looking for offense away, don't sleep on two of the top offenses uh, this past season. That would be in Miami and uh, in San Fran.
2: I think it's more to be honest with you. I think it's more of a blessing in disguise that uh, that uh, the job was turned down. And like you say, he may get the job by default. But if you're looking at it, I, this is the type of guy that I am. When I, if I was in in the owner's perspective, I don't want an Indian. I um I want a chief. You know, uh, okay. offensive coordinators and coordinators are more like Indians. So you have your opportunity to be the chief of your own thing. And you said, no, I'm going to turn it down. I'm going to stay with or Detroit just to do that again. I, I, don't, I don't know what this is for. You're going to gain any more experience. I mean, you went to the NFC Championship and you partly kind of misbotched it with some play calls or whatever, but you've been a successful. Like you missed it by one game. Like the Super Bowl is the goal, of course, winning it, but you missed that by one game. So now you I'm say tell I you what I
0: think that I seat. know you say well w- why would you want to do that mm-hmm. I think it's it's a not a very well kept secret that a couple more coaches may either be getting fired or quitting next year of jobs that are much more appealing, um, unless Pittsburgh wins two playoff games I can see Tomlin moving on whether or not he chooses himself or whether they. Choose it for him. I can see honestly, and I look. I know you're gonna be ready to cuss at me, Ron. If y'all win the Super Bowl, I can see Andy Reid calling it a little quits in the in the in the in the uh, championship ceremony. Like like I'm saying, te- like normally where there's smoke, there's fire, and they don't put out all these stories about he might be retiring or he's mulling it over. And then I know I know what he came out and said, but. All this stuff don't come out unless unless there's a, a, a little bit of truth to it. So I, maybe maybe if they do win the Super Bowl this year, he still comes back another year. But I can see several people that may want their first job to be a job that they won't have to worry about a second job. Because your worst-case scenario, if you're an offensive coach, is having an offense that's going to work just because of the quarterback. So, I mean – there are a few opportunities that may be available that may kind of have a little bit more luster to them than going to a team that hasn't done anything in decades. So I can kind of see why no one would want to hang their hat on certain jobs that are out there right now, um, namely the Commanders, because they, they seem to be snake bitten for some years right now. So, you know, what are your thoughts as far as you know people kind of kicking the can down the road based on there being a possibly a better scenario? going in the next year. And that's just two of the teams that that came to mind um, at the forefront as far as that would be better situations, and also teams that aren't going to be as likely to get rid of you if you do kind of stumble out the gate.
2: And for Pittsburgh, I, I can see that for sure, because Pittsburgh has shown that when they hire head coaches, they have like a tenure, long stability there. But if you look at it from an offensive standpoint, if, he, point, if he's an offensive guy, I'm not sure – you know, maybe he may maybe be looking at it and say, but some of these guys on the Detroit roster of free agent nature, I don't think going to come back. Maybe I could take a couple in with me or so. Um, But if that's not the case, I still kind of figure like it's a competitive advantage that you like, you don't have, you don't have a competitive fire for me. So everything, everything in the playoffs or whatever it is not going to line up for you perfectly. And then if you turn down a, for sure, for what if, like, what if like Tom and does win those two games, like what if a team that, uh, coaches on the hot seat does make some progress so then what if you just still stuck there so you know maybe he's more comfortable doing that but uh, like if i had to pick between the two i like sam howard way better I like kenny pickett or anything that they have uh in in pittsburgh True. uh running backs you know unless you have an elite one you can find a productive one of those uh, if you got scary tearing some guys if you want to give the edge to uh like Deontay Johnson and, and, and uh, George Pickens and stuff. I mean, I understand that tight end, fire move. But I just feel like if you have the opportunity for it and you interviewed for it, like you knew all this stuff before you interviewed for it. So if, if, you, went, if you went through that process and said, no, nah, well, I'm going to come back, I just feel like to me, I don't want that type of guy leading my team.
0: I can see that too. Now, Vander, I got this one for you. Arthur Smith, the former head coach of the Thanks. Atlanta Falcons, is now the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh. Now, I'm going to give you some numbers before you give me your opinion, okay? And and I'll tell you, my initial opinion was what in the entire world is Pittsburgh doing right now? But then I had to take a step back. The reason I had to take a step back was because when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, they ran the exact type of offense that Tomlin wants to run. They were number one in the run. This year, Pittsburgh was number five in the run. So you got a guy that's going to be able to coordinate the run. They were top 10 in passing yards, but bottom 10 in passing attempts, which is also something that Pittsburgh likes to do. They don't really like to throw the ball a whole lot unless they absolutely have to. So it, feels as if his style of offense fits in with what the team, what their, um, I would say, modus operandi is currently and has been over the last several years. And if he can get anything close to the offense that he had with the Titans in Pittsburgh, they'll literally be playing the brand of offense and still having that same defensive cachet that'll get them down the road that they need to travel down. So when I kind of saw the numbers of when he was just the OC versus having say-so over everything, it kind of worked out for Tennessee and they made a little bit of a come up and they were top 10 in almost every um, offensive category other than pass attempts. Also, I can see Kenny Pickett being as good as Ryan Tannehill if it, it shakes out right. Because Ryan Tannehill wasn't good as Ryan Tannehill until he got to the Titans and hooked up with Arthur Smith. He was horrible in Miami. So how are you feeling about this move? And knowing the numbers, which I know you're a NFL guru, so I'm pretty sure you already knew the numbers, but how does knowing that the offense that he had is the type of offense that Pittsburgh wants, does that go into your decision-making um, at all as far as whether or not this was a good decision for them? I'm
1: going to make this quick. The Steelers got Derrick Henry?
0: Uh, well, kind of. Uh, it, it's taken two guys to be the one guy, but they had the uh, top five running game this year without him. So, I mean, do they, they have got, a run game.
1: They got Derrick Henry?
0: No, but they, they already had a top five run game, though, is all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're gonna be number one the way the Titans were with Derrick Henry, but they are already top five. But but the Russian Russian
1: NFL has been down anyway this year. There's so many. They went the only top five because Chubb got hurt. The only top five because like certain things have happened to make them okay. I see what
0: you're saying. I see what you're saying.
1: You watch Pittsburgh this year. They
0: they didn't look good.
1: They didn't look good offensively. And you and you just speak about him having number one run defense. It was because of Derrick Henry. So unless Derry Henry walking in the building, a younger Derry Henry, because when he had him, he was a lot younger. Then right. I, don't, I ain't missing Arthur Smith. Okay, what well, the Falcons would rank that this year? If, if don't don't go back to Tennessee. Let's let's talk
0: about the present. Well, the reason I'm going back to Tennessee is because I'm looking at his position as being the OC versus being the head coach. Who you think, in in Atlanta, team? he had a lot more responsibility other than just focusing on the offense. But, I mean, I do see where you're coming from as far as that's concerned.
1: I I don't want to talk about what he was four or five years ago. You know, four or five years ago, I wasn't the same person. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had had no kids four or five years ago. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, I don't want to talk about, oh, Arthur Smith did something back in Tennessee. The personnel's not there. The NFL has changed even more since then. And, I mean, Warren and, and, and Najee, nah.
0: You don't mm. think the combination of, of Najee and Warren is anything close to Henry? No. Nope. Even though he... it's a top five run game. Nope.
1: Okay. T- what was ranking? What was Atlanta ranked that rushing this year? I, I'm not 100 sure on that one. To be honest, but I'm saying, but I don't want to talk about top five when you when you had a Hall of Fame running but back. But he wasn't the OC though. Who, who you think was calling
0: the plays? I mean the. the... Unless who, he was the OC and the head coach, and it was too much for him to navigate. I mean, I, those, those just I to, don't hear what I'm not saying because I, who, who, I, I, didn't, I didn't like Arthur Smith in Atlanta at all. Going, oh, just, just on the same Washington. page. Who the OC in Kansas City? I don't know. Ron, who, who the OC
2: Airbnb? Airbnb. I don't know who took over after Andy Reid. Right who, who the OC in Kansas bro. City, Ron? When, when Matt Nagy has a title, but Andy played. Okay, so, okay. So who, okay. Who, who, my, who and when?
1: The, when you watching the game, who, who be doing this? <laughs>
0: That's Andy what Reed
1: for sure. Yeah, all right. It's So, cool. That, <laughs> yeah. that That's the answer. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if Atlanta wasn't the number one rushing offense this past year, I don't want I don't want to hear about Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is horrible.
2: So, He's what dead. you're saying is right back.
0: That, that your cousin is definitely about to be out of job at the end of the year based Maybe. on the offense that they had this year, and now you're I'm bringing sure. in Arthur Smith, that ain't going to get thing, better. But one thing about so, Tomlin,
1: Tomlin tends, Tomlin tends to make poor decisions with OCs. Because he kept Canada too long. Yeah. He kept Ben Roethlisberger way too long. And then the other guy, the dude with the black hair, the guy that was before Canada, he was there. Like, he, he tend to keep, he, he don't make good choices when it comes to OCs. Cause he's I not an he officer.
0: Lo- he loyal to a fault in, in many cases. Like, like yeah. he, he'll see that as that the train is eventually going to leave the tracks and he'll just say full steam ahead and we're going to do what we do. Nah. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Cause it, it might be some, pretty big names moving and Tomlin won't be without a job very long. If he does choose or if it's chosen for him to leave Pittsburgh and it might be, well, for that matter, who knows if it was, well, do you know if it was up to him to hire Arthur Smith or was that somebody above it saying that this was the pick? Arthur
1: Smith, daddy a billionaire. So who knows?
0: That part. That' what I'm saying? Maybe maybe <laughs> it was more about the Alliance. Yeah, than it wasn't but... about anything else. So, you know, Um, what else we got, uh, O.C. Bobby Slovic, who is the O.C. in Houston. Um, he was, uh, he had a couple of interviews and everything. He ended up stating that he was going to go ahead and stay in Houston, uh, see whether or not they can kind of take Houston to the next level. Unlike you were saying, Ron, with, uh, Ben Johnson, they didn't, you know, make it to the NFC uh, or AFC championship round this year and kind of didn't have much more to prove they made a huge step, but he's wanting to show that they can take the next step. And he already has you know, a young offense, and they can take the next step just by improving the run game a little bit and C.J. Stroud kind of taking his next level of maturity in the game. So I can kind of see why he may want to stay where he is. And I'm pretty sure that came with a little bump in pay as well. That tends to happen when O.C. stay put, um, when the team knows that they had other opportunities as being head coaches. Um, something else that came out, I don't know how I feel about this, but I guess to a certain extent, the current head coach there in the Broncos, he's an offensive head coach. So maybe it makes sense. They're talking about considering moving star cornerback, Patrick Sertain for draft capital to try to move up and get one of the, uh, bigger names as far as quarterback is concerned I don't see them being able to possibly put together a package with Sertain and a pick to get to number one I I, I don't I don't think Chicago would do that but Sertain on one side and uh, Johnson on the other would be nice on defense it definitely would be nice but I, I don't I don't know if I'm liking this I, I, I do you guys think that there's quarterbacks at the top that aren't the number one because I I don't have that much faith as far as Caleb Williams is concerned. Everyone has their opinion, but I honestly don't have that much faith in any of these quarterbacks at the top to say I'm going to get rid of a sure thing at cornerback for a a possible. It's kind of like giving up a, a king in spades and hoping that you get the joker. Like, you might end up being the joke that 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 what you thought was gonna be a joker might end up being the jack. like I, I don't see giving up certain for a maybe. Uh, do you guys feel the same way or am I looking at this way too deep? and if you don't have a quarterback, you got to get a quarterback no matter what it takes
2: yeah, I think um. I don't think they have enough to move up, like to get Caleb Williams, like with them trading right. all their picks and stuff away for like to the Seahawks and everything. But if if they are engaging in talks with the Bears, I wouldn't if what makes more sense to me is that you said, OK, well, we'll take uh, certain, maybe some picks or whatever, the ones that you have left and move them with Justin Fields. Like and this way you you don't have enough to get up to get Caleb. And if the Bears are set on getting Caleb Williams and have to move him, uh, uh why not move him for a, a young stud cornerback that can, you know, I, age. Your I wouldn't
0: feel comfortable so, giving up I'm, any more than certain for yeah, I'm cool. Like,
2: no, uh, I think you just just a just a quarterback going rate, you have to give some picks. Well, yeah, just because he's a quarterback and got some promise. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they have enough with them ch- trading everything in Seattle to get to number one. Like, <clears throat> if 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 Chicago plans to take Caleb Williams, and I think, like, for Patrick Sertain, I don't know, too, what other teams, if you want a player in return – uh, like I don't know if they want to go like an offensive wide, like say give them another weapon, give us a receiver to go at DJ Moore or whatever. But if you're trying to improve the team all the way around, if you're willing to move a player, that's would be – that would I would be to explore about Chicago. I'm not sure if Denver wants that because you know, I don't know how they feel about uh, Justin Fields. But I don't see them having enough just to move up to say, we'll give you Patrick Sertain or whatever, and for you to get number one pick to take, Caleb. I don't see that. Maybe some of the other team in maybe five or six or so i don't see number one i don't see them having the capital to do that
1: real quick man i mean how you kill the How you kill this thing is um uh, it was three names mentioned actually it was um kayla williams derrick may and the kid from LSU. so what i would Daniels. do with right so what i would do if i was the bears is i'll draft Caleb williams to keep Maybe trade fails to Atlanta for their first round pick. Take that first round pick and send that to Denver. And let them get the quarterback with that one. Then get me Sertan. So I end up with Caleb Williams and Sertan. Yeah. And we gonna out like that. <laughs> That's how okay. I would do. Yeah, Those I ain't level. mad at that. Second yeah. pick that Chicago get. Let Denver get that pick and get their quarterback. It won't be Caleb, but they'll probably get May or they make it to kid Miller LSU with that pick. I think it's like number eight or something like that. So it's a pretty high. Yeah. Maybe let them use that pick, and I'll take Sertan and I'll take Caleb Williams.
0: Not then of, get, at
1: that at all. Atlanta will get Fields. They'll get a quarterback. They'll get the quarterback. They want to draft it. And I'll get the top quarterback and the corner.
0: Makes sense. I mean, I mean, if if that's on the table to be done, it may, it makes sense for all parties involved, honestly. Um, we'll just have to see how that works out a little bit closer to time for the draft. You know, as the draft comes near, picks become more valuable the same way as it is. And, you know, dynasty leagues and things of that nature, you know, Once news is currency, and once you start hearing all this, you know this, that, and the third about all these different picks, then it just becomes a "oh, I got to get this guy" type of a situation. So we'll see how that works out.
2: And Uh, it's another bit of yeah, yeah, yeah. They got they got their own pick,
0: and then they got uh, they got Carolina pick and their own pick too. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so another bit of news that came across the wire: Tom Brady is officially going to start his three hundred plus million dollar contract with Fox as their lead analyst in the Super Bowl apparently so um, he was waiting to start his career with a bang hopefully he'll be as good analyzing as he was with uh, being on the field we'll kind of see how that goes I know Tony Romo was able to kind of you know be worth his weight based on being able to diagnose defenses in real time if he can do it There's no way Tom Brady won't be able to die in those defenses and and know exactly what he's seeing. Same thing that you get from um, uh, Eli and Peyton on on their version of, uh, you know, the Monday night football games and everything like that. They kind of know what's about to happen before it happens. So we'll get to see Tom Brady um, in his new role with Fox. Uh, So I guess this now makes it official, 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 that he won't be coming back because he's starting his contract now with that (laughs) 300 plus million dollars. So I will still be able to see Tom Brady out there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and um switch veins a little bit. Talk a little bit about the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. In the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs defeated the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 10 to advance to their fourth Super Bowl in five seasons. In the AFC Championship game, the 49ers came from behind to beat the Detroit Lions 34 to thirty. One. So uh I guess since it's how we have a fan of both teams, I'll let you guys talk about your individual games. Uh Vander, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the NFC side of the house? 49ers came from behind to beat Detroit, or Detroit let the 49ers come from behind as they beat themselves. if <laughs> you want to look at it, but uh, how did you diagnose that game? What were your feelings? Throughout the game, um, did you feel like y'all were going to come back or did you kind of feel like once you got behind by 17 points and looking at the the stats, I believe uh, Shanahan was like 2-29 and 29 when being behind by 14 points or more in the second half. Uh, was it one of those I'm already cussing out the coach or did you have faith the whole time? How did that work out as you were watching the game?
1: No, actually, I thought uh, we had an opportunity – catch up and win a game. I mean, I had people calling me at halftime. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I think we good. I think we can get him. Because I know he's getting the ball back at half. Right. Um, so I wasn't really too worried. Because I know how these, you know, it's a four quarters. You know what I'm saying? You have to play all the way through. Um, but they was able to make adjustments. I didn't like the, again, you know, I don't like Wilkes too much. But he did make some pretty good adjustments. At yeah, the he half. did. Um, finally. Um, we start seeing a little bit more pressure. Um, because he see we can't get there with four guys, you know, what I mean, especially against the best offensive line probably in football right now. Uh, but he made some 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 uh some some uh, changes at the half. Uh we finally got some turnovers, you know, in key field, key field uh spots. And I mean, again, at the end of the day, I'm blame I blame Dan Campbell for this loss because uh he definitely a, a few point, a lot of points out there as well. Um, I think they kind of came out a lot. I think they, they celebrated a little too early. Facts. You know, Gardner Johnson waving in the second quarter, you know, to the fans already. So they, they thought they was already up and it was over. So, And they showed which team had – this is a new team, not used to being in this position.
0: Lack you know, of experience, absolutely.
1: I think the experience really kicked in uh, this game.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you can't act like you've been there before when you ain't been there before. And they showed that they haven't been there before. The other side of the house, AFC championship game, Chiefs defeats Baltimore. Honestly, this felt like it was by more than 17 to 10, to be honest with you. Um, But what were your thoughts on that game um, as far as your Chiefs were concerned, right?
2: I kind of feel the same way uh, the last thing Barry said, but like the experience factor. Like even when the game first came on, like you could see like, Not necessarily saying that we just was going through the motion. Like, we were just like calm. Like, we know it's a big moment, but like, don't get too high, don't get too low. Let's just go play football type thing. And when we scored on the first drive and how we scored with ease, I was like, listen, I know Andy. Like, he, if those two first, like the second drive, gonna be just as good as the first one. Because when they work like that, because Baltimore play a lot of zone and you can't play a zone like Patrick Mahomes is like, if you look at it, like in NFL history, like the number one quarterback rating quarterback against zone and against the blitz. But you have a little bit more uh more success if you could if you blitz more than just sit in the zone. So once we score that way, and um, like I was telling them, I said I don't, and me and Barry also spoke with this and Barry said this. Barry was like, I just don't know how they're gonna score if they don't have like a, a crazy running day because we do a great job on receivers. Like Zay Flowers is nice, but both of his uh big catches were one that we thought we had a sack in the play when it improvised. It was a play. We missed a sack. So, hey, hats off. And LeJarius need blowing a coverage like he did in the Super Bowl with Devontae Smith. That's the first thing I thought about when I saw it down there. So, outside of, like, blown coverages, pretty much, I didn't see them consistently moving the ball down the field with their receivers. So, I said, Mark Andrews is back. We, we like, seventh in the league at Gardner the tight end. And um, one way you can kind of gash us with is with the run. But how we do is, like, we have that same run defense all year, but we only gave with the second amount of points. So we had this philosophy that you can do this up until you get to a certain point. Now you got to get a touchdown. You can't get three points. So ben don't break into that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, once I saw that, I said, yo, I don't think he's got some score on us. So in the second half, like, I'm not sure if you guys watched inside the NFL, but I watched it. And I was like, yo, we didn't do anything. We had, like, 30-something total yards before Marquez Valdez-Scantlin through like into the last play for like 30 something yards. So we know like 60, mm-hmm. like seven or something for the total passing yard and watching that. And he was like, Andy was like, Hey, listen, look, bro, don't turn the ball over. We're not going to give them no short fields, anything. Like, I know we can do this, but we're going to play it like this because Spags and on the side, like, yo, they can't score against us. Even though we had like a little, like, I think the fumble was big with Sneed, you know, uh, we had Huge. that. But- yeah, huge, but like <laughs> huge. that came off of blown coverage. So they felt like they couldn't score against us. So and then it was like, yo, if we need to make a play, you're gonna make it. And of uh, all people, I never thought M- Marquez Valdez-Scanlon caught the ball falling down when I watched Fully expected him
0: to drop that ball.
2: Man, I fully expected him to drop the ball. Me too, but, you know. So uh yeah, I kind of felt like um even like with the Buffalo game, they had like a hundred and so rushing yards on us, but when they got towards that, they kicked field goals. Like, like uh, they best uh, – they, they scored two touchdowns with Josh Allen running or whatever, but in the, in the key moments, they couldn't either score or kick field goal. So I said, you can move up and down the field, but when you get down there, you're going to have to score touchdowns. You can't score field goal. The thing See, that I struck me like they was the fact they that with Baltimore,
0: Baltimore only gave – well, during the season, they averaged somewhere around the neighborhood of about 31 rushing attempts. Mm. They only had 16 like your bread and butter all year was the run game and then opening up the pass game from the run game and you decided in this game you're going to want to go a completely different direction like i i i didn't feel as if baltimore came in ready to play their style of ball and and they thought they were just going to have to throw the ball to try to keep up with points but Kansas City didn't really score the way they can score so I really feel like had you just done what you do, the game could have been a little bit different because you wouldn't have had some of the penalties that you had. You wouldn't have had some of the hiccups that you had. You were still in the game, you know, all the way through. And you completely got away from your game before the game was away from you. So, you know, but again, experience. One team is going to their fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. The other team hasn't been the one in quite a while so the experience factor was definitely something to look at there now look just i know i got a fan of kansas city oh go ahead ron yeah just one thing about that too
2: like also like something i didn't know like because i was the same way i was like well why aren't they running the football like i I expected them to try to pound us with the football but like one of another tidbit i caught off inside the nfl um after Gus Edwards, if you take away Lamar's scrambling yards, and after Gus Edwards, he ran his first carry for like twelve or fifteen yards. For the rest of the game, they ran for five carries for like I want to say like twenty something yards. What Spags did is is, is showed them a front that he he hasn't run all season. He ran like what he called like a big linebacker core, like because we usually run like two linebackers. He run the biggest four because they were playing condensed uh, uh, formation on offense, so mm-hmm. he put four offensive linemen. Then put, brought another offensive lineman in and three linebackers. I mean, defensive lineman. So he ran like a big package to where they – and even in the thing, uh, the OC from uh, Tom Monken was like, yo, check out of that. Check out of that. And he was like, yo, if you see this package, check out of it. So like I said, experience came with that also because he threw him a look. He never saw He's like, no, we, we're not getting success. Running against this big front, check out of it. So that was surprising. I think, like I said, experience took a lot. Uh, with that with yeah, me. Like I'd I'd at least tried it. Like if I'd have ran it 30 times and only had something y'all, I would rather go down like that than rushing it like how I rushed it in the game. Facts. Facts.
0: So I know Ron, you're gonna say Kansas City gonna win the Super Bowl. Vanda, I know you're gonna say the 49ers gonna win the Super Bowl. So my question isn't who do you think is gonna win? My question is. What type of Super Bowl do you think we're going to have? Is this going to be a scoring explosion? Is this going to be more like the, I guess I guess what I'm asking, is Is it going to be more like the AFC game or more like the NFC game? Is it going to be close to the best, or close to the 17-10 type of situation? Or is it going to be a whoever doesn't make the mistake and ends up with the ball in their hands last, closer to the 34-31 type of situation that uh, Detroit and the 49ers had? Which which What type of a Super Bowl do you think we're going to have? And then um, I'll give my Super Bowl prediction next week because we everybody know who y'all going to pick. But what type of a Super Bowl do you think we're going to have? i
2: we'll take it, one we'll take it, Bear.
1: Um, I really think this game going to get away from them. I don't think it's going to be close. Okay. And when, when I say by close, I mean like 10 points.
0: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Ten point game. Now, so. now, do you think it's a low scoring game and y'all get up by ten, or do you think this is going to be like a, a forty to thirty type of a game?
1: Uh, not forty. No. Um. Oh, maybe Twenty-seven. Okay. 27, 27, 27, 27, Twenty-seven. Seventeen. Okay.
2: So much You know, thinking doing no type of games. What type of game you think we're gonna see, Ron? I think you're going to get like for like a mixture of both. Like, I don't think it's going to be like a uh, high scoring as uh, the NFC championship, but I don't think it's going to be like low scoring as the NFC, AFC championship. Um, just a few things that I look at. Uh, like, uh, like I mean, Barry was talking about this earlier. Like we've only given up 24 points once this year, entire year. Um, and I think it's it's going to come down to, and I think it's going to be in the twenties also like, um, just, just to just to go out a limb, I, I would be shocked if we lost the game. Not saying it because I'm I'm a fan type thing. Just looking at how of what I think, I think we have the better coach for sure. And we all know Shanahan does make questionable Thanks. decisions in big <laughs> yes, games sure. when he's up or winning. So you know maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe he's not in a situation to make. I don't know. Um, of course, I think we have the better quarterback. I also look at. Uh, The slow starts. not trying to say San Francisco would get off to a slow start again, but you've gotten off to two slow starts with two lesser, I think, defenses. Then so if you get off to a slow start with us, I don't think it's going to be that easy for you to come back. And one big thing I say with this, too, is uh, one of my favorite songs is Biggie. Give me one more chance. Right. And I've referenced that by this because that's what the 49ers have been getting. Like You go to the Packers game. Darnell Savage drops a pick six. That's you take it and you go. Oh, but he dropped it. Oh, give me one more chance. Oh, so now we go capitalize on. It. I don't think you'll the ball that IU caught to set up the touchdown with Christian McCaffrey, like it bounced off the man face mask. It wasn't a good throw. Bounced off the man face mass, and IU made the play. Can't take that away from him right place, right time. Um also said yo, I think you can run the ball on the 49ers. And if we can run the ball on you, you, re- you really have a hard chance of winning the game because it doesn't even factor in what my homes and what we draw on them so the lions run for 180 last week and you can say oh well, it's one of the best lines in football they're gonna do that to a lot of people but i watched the packers run for like 160 on them so uh um, i think we can run the ball uh they pass blake they pass block win rate is 23rd in the league now trent williams is fifth in the league in pass past block win rate of course we know what he is but the rest of the entire line like the other guy McGlove, i can't remember what his name is Hasn't given up any sacks in the postseason to his defense, but he gave up 11 and a half in the regular season. The interior of the line isn't as great, and Chris Jones lives there. So I think we can win that there. Um, I just feel like it's going to be hard for them to get to. I think you need to get to at least 24 to beat us, and I don't see them getting there with that. Like you can say the best way for us to lose is run the ball against us, but like I said, we had the same that same makeup of our defense all year, and we sick, second in the league of points given up. So you can – Josh Allen, and ran, the Bills went from 185 on us, and they lost. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. Like, I just think that if they start off slow, I don't think we drop those type of passes and stuff. We have the second-ranked defense in the league, but we're, like, damn near the bottom of the last of creating turnovers. So we schematically just stopping you. Like, your drives aren't stopping because of turnovers. So over and over and over again, like, we're just stopping you. I just feel like it's going to be hard for them to score after a while. I'm going to say this real quick, right, he speak on about slow starts and the lesser
1: defenses. But these offenses are probably better than y'all's. Detroit offense is probably better. I'm going to say better than y'all's. I got a better quarterback, but they got a better offense. I just uh, mean, what are we going off of?
2: Let, let's just go with head-to-head with us two playing, right? I'm just they saying. Need, they no, not, not head-to-head. We ain't
1: going to do that because y'all lost to the Packers this year, right?
2: No, I'm just talking about with the Lions and them as comparing offenses.
1: No. But did y'all lose to the Packers, right? Yeah, we did. That same Packers team yeah, beat
2: them. So don't forget that. I'm just saying, let's no. that, that's not that's not I'm not, not forgetting it. Forget it. And the reason why I didn't bring that up, because like I said, the same Ravens team made y'all look like, but well, maybe the 49ers aren't what we thought they were. But I'm not going to give that. I'm just going to give the- but That's what I'm saying. So that's why
1: I'm not going to go to
2: what another team did, because you see
1: what I'm saying? But my thing is this. All that, this, that, 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 win rate, all that. Y'all give up the run, and we got the best running team in the league. I ain't talking about statistically. I'm talking about as far as offensive mind. We got the best running back in the league, and we. I mean, as far as no, no, but no coach can drop running plays like Shannon. That just it's just a fact. And one question
2: I got for that is if that's really the case, like you said, it was. We have the best. Why did Aaron Jones outrush him? Why did David Montgomery outrush him? Like, almost, like, I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. I think Christian McCaffrey's the best running back in the league. But if it's such a discrepancy, as you say, like, and I did this too. Isaiah Pacheco leads the the, uh, playoffs in rushing, but he played one more game than Christian McCaffrey. So I subtracted one of those games. The yards aren't that far apart. And you can be ran on more. Just as, like you said, we give up the rushing yards. Y'all have been giving up more rushing yards than we have in the playoffs. So, and we play like, and I think it's harder to guard the run when you have a scrambling quarterback. We play Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So, I think it's harder when you have a running back that who can turn around and quarterback, that can turn around and hand it off to a running back, but then he's also a rushing threat. So, I think it's harder to defend both of those to just turn around and say, okay, well, McCaffrey's a dog. I'm not taking that away from him. But I think we all can agree it's harder to defend a quarterback who can do both. When he's dual threat, it's hard to defend the run game when you do that. Man, we do it's, we it's gotta, harder than just turn around and did hand you it watch to
1: Watch the me. game.
2: Did you watch mm-hmm. the game? You got a dual threat quarterback. <laughs> what are you I, talking I, about? Not, <laughs> listen, I understand, but
1: not to the level of those guys. Purdy, hey, Purdy, hey, man, Purdy can run the.
2: Hey, Purdy, sneaky so gotta, that, Don't sleep on that. So boy. I got a question for you. I got a question for you, for you though. All man. in good fun. I got a question for you. If the game plan is sneeze, you go grab IU. What you think his day is going to be? You
1: say. But I but you, but we don't need IU. IUK is gonna do what he do. IUK is one of the better blockers in the league. Okay. We, we don't need IU to go out there and catch 125. So cool. Take him out to get. matter of fact. IU take Sneed with you. Okay, I understand that. Take
2: him with you. So it's not Sneed, take IU. IU take Sneed with you and go that way. Okay. So when you add Debo Samuel, you know he's instrumental into the success of Brock right? Don't I, I like McDuffie? I like McDuffie. First but, team all pro. But this not, is a running not
1: back. worried about that. This is a running back. Hey, he's he, he not guarding. He's not guarding yeah. your typical. This ain't your typical slot wide receiver. Let me this let me
2: tell point. you. Let me tell you what's not typical. Everybody, Google who leads the league in forced fumbles. That's Trent McDuffie. Duffy, not a linebacker, not a what's his name. Yeah, like these good. two guys go tackle. Like my I, t- I say, boy, these guys gonna tackle you. They not just gonna cover you. These guys will tackle you. So I just okay. don't see how name, when it another, comes wide the receiver, name another wide receiver mm-hmm. in the league like Debo. Name name another corner. You fans like Trent. I'm just saying, you just told
1: me one thing. Just name another wide receiver like Debo.
2: Mm. Uh Jalen Reed from the Packers. Who? Jalen Reed from the Packers. He's in that no. same boat. No.
0: No. no. Look, I'm gonna tell you like this. This now. is this is my assessment of the situation. And another right. thing, too. Hold on, real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, lost to the Packers.
1: I lost to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. We destroyed them. So, what I saw, I'm saying, like,
0: it's no, match.
2: It's match. What, what you lit? Really let me. You can't really go you, off that. You know, know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's why I didn't bring up the Ravens, shook y'all like a rag doll. No, no, but no, no, the 10 no, no. That's you, why I didn't bring no, up. No. You did bring up the Packers you brought up the Lions. You talking about hey, lesser. lesser, lesser. I, got a, I got a question for team. both for you, Jose. So, you're not the biased one, right? Right. You said we lost to the Packers, to the Eagles, right? Did you see Marcus Vandale Scantlin close the game out with a deep pass that you say you surprised he caught? What did he do in the Eagles game? Dropped it. He dropped that pass. No, 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 no. So if he don't drop that pass with the Packers game, like I said, hey, if if, if we play the Packers team that's dropping a thousand pick sixes, hell, yeah, we'll win too. They they caught it against us. Guess Joe what? Mixon, whatever the Mixon got caught the interception This is the
0: thing that, that well, these are the I won't say which direction I'm going. But I'll say this is how each team can plan for the other, if that makes sense. The thing with the 49ers is you've let lesser running backs than Pacheco run all over you in the playoffs. I'm I'm not going back to regular season. I'm just talking about what we've we've seen as of late. For Kansas City, you've let a team that you should be able to score on stymie your offense. So what I'm looking at in Baltimore,
2: because oh, no, okay, 17 points.
0: Well, and not only that, but the 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 seven of the 17 didn't go up. But I mean, you, like you spoke on what your second half looked like. So what I'm looking at is is San Fran can't stop the run, it's gonna be a problem. However, if Kansas City can do to Christian McCaffrey what Detroit did it's going to be a problem for, for the 49ers. The other thing that could be a problem for the whoa, 49ers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what did they do to Christian McCaffrey? They slowed him down a great deal. You call it slowing down?
2: Yeah, I do. I think, I think he had like 90 yards and two touches. I think he had like 30, 40 receiving
0: <laughs> the, like I, I, the, the touch The touchdowns, I don't, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. I, I'm, I'm talking about yards. Yeah. The thing The thing that I'm looking at is if you're going to depend on Brock Purdy and not Christian McCaffrey to bring home the championship, I don't I don't know that it's gonna happen. And that was gonna be my next point. One thing that the 49ers have as a if or maybe, Kansas City is solidified, and that's at the most important position on the field, which is QB. So I I I don't know if the moment will be too big for Brock Purdy. I know for certain it won't be too big for Patrick Mahomes. That I know for sure the moment won't be too big for Andy Reid. I also know the track record of Shanahan. So I can see the deficiencies of either team sneaking up on. If the 49ers, who have a good defense, a good um, defensive line, linebacker core, if they can stymie Kelsey and keep the rookie Rice from going off, well, now Kansas City has to depend on Isaiah Pacheco. That's going to be a problem. If if what? you can't put up but 17 points against the 49ers, I don't think you win as Kansas City. So I can kidding. kind of see, depending on how the game goes, either team taking it. But if you ask me right now to bet against Patrick Mahomes, I don't think I want to do that. Although I reserve the right to finalize my decision on next week as far as that's concerned. But I can see how the deficiencies of either team com- can come back to bite them in the butt in this particular matchup is, is how I'm looking at it. Yeah. What-, what one team is good at is what the other team kind of isn't good at. So th- that's we, that's we, why I'm at know, as far as that's concerned. You know what my
2: score prediction was with the Ravens? Uh, What's that? I, I I said we was going to win 20-17. to so, okay. like if you look at the Ravens defense, in the past 10 years, there hasn't been a better defense period. As far as if you go from like yards, turnovers, uh points per game given up. This is the number one scoring defense in the league. Like uh, so I, I thought we was only going to score about 20. I say it's not gonna be like too much of that. I think we're gonna score about 20. So 17 was a it didn't come the way I thought it was gonna come, but it was close enough mm-hmm. on par. And if we had kicked the field goal when we got the turnover, I would have been right, like 20 to 10, but not 2017. Uh, I just don't think the 49ers defense is as, as good, not because of personnel, because of what the defensive coordinator Scheme. puts them
0: into. I and think, Vander, my, you've actually said yourself that you don't like the game plan that, that the, the DC brings out there, so that there, there could be some. He, he you know, like truth I say, to that.
1: He, he, he made some switches and changes at the half, and I like that one better if he was watching the game, Shanahan was looking like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Shanahan was on him. But my thing is this. I get it. Pat Mahomes is the better quarterback. But don't sleep on Purdy. This dude was top five. Not sleeping
0: past- on him. I'm, I'm just saying I don't know at the moment will be too big and I don't think Purdy knows until he gets there. Yeah, I ain't sleeping it's, it's on Purdy been, at all. It's been better quarterbacks that, that, that fell asleep at the wheel in the Super Bowl their first time around. That's all I'm saying.
2: You see, Barry, I tell you, I'm not sleeping on Purdy because I remember when Cam Newton made that statement about him he included him in the game manager i said well no you can't be in the you can't be a game manager and be in the mvp conversation so even if you think he's not more of athletically not but you can't i've I've said that. So i'm not sleeping on that at all i've just watched our defense but i think we, this year we have the better defense than they do i think so uh your former quarterback alex
0: smith said he's not allowed in the uh game manager <laughs> club
2: so I think he's a little I don't think he's elite but I think he's not game I think he's a little bit up so I'm not disrespecting Purdy at all but the only thing I'm saying is that we've like real talk right no no question if you tell me which quarterbacks you rather face going through to that and when you get to Brock Purdy if you say listen I got two and Brock Purdy pretty much in the same like What's name? Even if you want to like, give Purdy a little bit more. But we just played Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So no disrespect to Purdy. We're not going to go into it to be like, oh, shit, this is Purdy. No disrespect to Jared Goff and Jared, Jordan Love, but Jordan Love is nice. I, I think Jordan Love is, Love is on one, like no cap. I like Jordan Love. But it's a difference. I think when it comes to when you minimize the game, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I think we have the better defense. I think we got the better quarterback. I think we have the better coach. And I think of those three things, if you have all three of them, and when it's minimal, minimalizing, I'm going to like my chances. I could be wrong. I just like my I'll chances. This. You, to speak about Lamar and Josh Allen. Who and Purdy. are those three for the best, who threw for the most passing yards? Even though Purdy threw for it? Like, I'm going to say Purdy, right? Do have who threw, Purdy. Who threw I'm for the most a, times? Have Purdy. Have all of that. See, one thing I'm going to tell you why that stat is not... Cool, like that. What you think it is? Purdy threw more passing yards and touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. So right. you can blind like you can you can right. say all of that right right okay. now, today, right now, today, and nobody in the history of America, but those three quarterbacks you just named, okay. if you say rank them for me from which one, even after this season, not what we think. The season that just happened, like right now, before the Super Bowl, they said, Listen, you can have one of these quarterbacks. Take three of these quarterbacks. I guarantee Brock Purdy would be the one that's left behind every single but oh, wow. it, It's because of talent.
0: Because he's not the better quarterback. No, like, no, it's,
1: no it's just because of what people, the, people already pretty, already got pretty behind the eighth ball anyway, because it's, it's pretty It's the Mr. Irrelevant guy, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't
0: No, I gotta disagree I with that now because I'm gonna know. tell you like this if you put Patrick Mahomes on the 49ers and give Patrick Mahomes those weapons that Brock Purdy got,
2: if no, you no, give do any, Patrick do Mahomes any of those quarterbacks and do that, like any of them,
0: please tell me you're not trying to argue that Brock Purdy is better than, than Patrick Mahomes in the same what
2: system. Like, about? pick the quarterback up and put you. That's, and that's, and that's, that's and what he just said. said you put Brock Purdy at number three. I'm
1: not talking about number four. I'm talking playing against Lamar and playing against Josh Allen. I'm saying my quarterback has better numbers than both of them dudes. So I don't that that, that don't mean nothing to me, is what I'm saying. So, this has nothing to do with yeah, that.
0: Okay, okay,
2: okay, 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 okay. I got you. No, no, you. Two, okay. That now that, that's asinine to me because Tua has better numbers than Patrick Mahomes. What did we do to Tua? Like Lamar Jackson and them guys have better I mean, numbers was, than Patrick Mahomes. What that. did we do to them? But look at
1: Tua numbers I don't understand it. Look at Tua numbers in that climate. Like that game was like it take come, take two away. Take you got two a Hawaiian, away. You got a Hawaiian playing in
2: Canada. Come yeah, on. Guess, guess 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 what my guess <laughs> guess what my <laughs> response to that is, say guess what <laughs> my response to that Zay is. Didn't we play this same team in Germany in a dome? And they only scored seven more points. They scored 14. Well, that's like yeah, so. Okay. Like I'm just saying, that's, like, that's it, like don't get me wrong, but if you said, hey, if you had the opportunity to place any of these quarterbacks one through four in this Mike Shanahan system, just give me three. Purdy's never going to be in that conversation. You're going to take Mahomes first, and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, however you want to take it. And Purdy's going to be last. If you're saying like, I ain't trying to say, like, I'm trying to say he's no scrub, but nobody's going to pick Brock Purdy over Just, any of these guys. Nobody.
1: Why is Mahomes?
2: Why is Mahomes? We're not comparing Mahomes and Purdy. Okay, not, take Mah- throw Mahomes out of the way. Throw Mahomes out. What I'm saying you is, you have an opportunity to have a Mike Shanahan-led offense, and you get to pick two quarterbacks to be on your team—a starter and a backup. The three choices are Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Brock Purdy. I guarantee you, Brock Purdy is not getting chosen on any of those teams. One
1: hundred
2: percent. I'm just saying, don't act like we had to say, "Oh shit," but we got to prepare for Brock this week. can better numbers. We got to prepare for Brock this week. No, we're not going to do that because those guys are established. So of course,
1: somebody's going to take the guy with the less, the less work in. I disagree. Oh, I disagree. What you mean? What you mean? I disagree. He's Let him, Okay. With and you got Josh Allen.
2: So let me ask you this question: People always going to take those guys. This guy's brand new. Let me ask you a question, right? You think people will take Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase over Mike Evans? Some, yeah,
0: Some yeah.
2: One guy is established that had seven, eight thousand receive rushing yards. It comes to your talent level and what we measure. I mean, people know that.
1: That's a. Per- I'm glad yeah. you said it because a yeah. lot of people don't know about Mike Evans.
2: But what I'm talking about, the people who do know, it. that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Again, you say, would well, I ask, ask you so? How well, plenty I, people say chase all day? Yeah, but 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 Mike Evans is more oh. established and has had yeah. a track record of right. that, but but again, but Jamar has played well too, yeah, just like I mean? Brock
0: Purdy and, and Brock, is, Brock but, has but played this, well as this, well. This, and we'll this, have an opportunity this, to continue this, continue this particular <laughs> argument going into next week. We got two weeks of this before the Super Bowl rolls around. So we'll be able to continue this. Hey, I do want to get boy, a little hey. bit of fantasy you in gonna here before in we wrap it up. Boy, he going to cry. He going to cry. Hey, the
1: <laughs> hey, hey cry? look,
0: Buff- hey, Buff- hey Buff- the hey. show after the Super Bowl? Boy, you going to cry in the car, boy. I'm, I, boy. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to give both of y'all the floor the hey. show after the Super Bowl because we're going to hey. talk about hey, how the, one team is going out Vegas. and the deficiencies hey. of the other. Hey.
1: I'm looking at Vegas, and and they want to know the – the over, under, or uh, how many TVs
2: you're going to break at the Super Bowl. I don't and know. You know what? Yeah, you tell hey, me. Gl- 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 glad you're speaking on Vegas because I, what? I, what, what I'm, glad I'm glad you're speaking on Vegas. It. I'm glad I'm speaking on Vegas because what Vegas, you know, the most common score that's been on that guess the score of the game, hmm. 31-21 Chiefs. That's been the overwhelming favorite. I said 10 Vegas. points. Yeah, but you were saying it in your favor. That's what I thought. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I thought you were saying it 49ers way. Damn right. damn right, 10 points. That's right, my dog. Is. Is he gonna get it right <laughs> quick, y'all. All right, so just so we're on the same page
0: as far as the free agents are concerned, what we're talking about is who's about to be free agents and whether or not they're more than likely to move on from their current team. And if they move on, are they going to be better or worse? Um, We'll deep dive as these decisions are made and be able to give you definitive answers on how that's going to work out. So we aren't going to really, we're just going to kind of pull back the curtain just slightly on it this week. We'll do the same thing with wide receivers on next week. Um, So first up, we have the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Saquon is going to be a free agent. I personally believe that the Giants have already moved on and so has Saquon, although he does not want to. And I can actually see it working out better for him. I don't think he's going to choose to go to a team with a worse offensive line than what the Giants currently have. Um, So as long as he can stay healthy and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, I can see it working out better for him. Uh, Ron, next up, we got the Raiders with Josh Jacobs. Do we think they end up resigning him or is he going to end up being a free agent? And also, do you think that's going to work out better or worse for him? Uh, You know, obviously, depending upon landing spot.
2: I think uh, it's gonna work out better for him if he if he resigns. Like he's one year away from from leading the league in rushing. Start off kind of slow, but if you listen to Antonio Pierce, he wants to he wants to play old Raider football, which is run the football and play defense. And if you look at the carries of what how, of how uh, the emphasis on the carries when he came in as coaches as coach, like he got more of the load. So I think being that he. Um, led the league in rushing, like I said, the past year, got injured this year, but still has the talent and the mind frame and the philosophy of what Antonio Pierce is going to do. I think they're going to resign him because if you let him go, like, I don't know what their plans are at quarterback, but if they plan to roll with Aiden O'Connell, you have to lead on the run. So you Miles, might as well have somebody that's familiar with, you know, with the uh, culture and everything or whatever, who people respect. He has a C on his jersey. So, uh, uh, I mean, I think he's a great locker room fit. And I think what Antonio Pierce wants to do I think that's a great uh, place for him to re-sign back. Uh, so I think it'd be better for him to sign back. Of course, if he goes someplace else, I'm not trying to say he'll fail, but I just think he's in a great situation if he stays there.
0: Vander, we got Derrick Henry. Do you think that he is most likely to move on? And yeah. Do you think it's going to end up being uh, better or worse for him?
1: I'm going to say move on and and be about the same. Okay. okay. I mean, you I got, think uh, – he may get a you know, winning team, but as far as like what he, what he would bring to the table, it would probably be about the same, but he would be moving on.
0: We got Tony Pollard, who is now a Dallas Cowboy, but he is a free agent. I think Pollard had his opportunity to show that he could be the man without Zeke being there, and he didn't show it. I can very well see Derrick Henry ended up with the Cowboys jersey on and Tony Pollard ended up somewhere else. So I do believe he'll move on. And I think that now he will go back to being a part of a, uh, of a committee. And I think that will actually be better for him because he was better in a committee than when they tried to give him the load. Uh, next up, we got Austin Eckler of the chargers. What you got on him, Ron? Is he going to stay or is he going to move on? And is it going to be better or worse for
2: him? I think he's out of there. Um, I think okay. uh, with with a, a, even though I know it's a new regime now with uh, Harbaugh there, but how he was kind of used towards the end of the season and like how rumblings about of, of how he felt about everything, um, they even uh, uh, had had us as like a landing spot for him, which I don't see. But I just think he I think he's out of there. Um, I'm trying to figure out what it would be a great landing spot for him because he's a great dual threat back, and I like you anytime you score twenty touchdowns. And like you, regardless of what it is, even if it was last year, the year before, like you, you are a productive back. It wasn't like he did it seven years ago. Like, I think he still got some in the tank. I know you
0: were mentioning a a good spot for him. He is what the Cowboys thought Tony Pollard could be. Yeah, I
2: agree. Um,
0: and I know I'm going back to the Cowboys again. That's just because I know they're going to need a running back, um, and yeah. they're probably not going to draft one too high. But that could be oh, a, that could be an option. What you got, Ben?
2: About Houston? Yeah, Houston, Houston is nice. I like that. Houston. Is yeah. Nice, oh, yeah. Shoot, Houston needs a running back too. Yeah. That'd be a great um,
0: too. And, and in all honesty, um, I can see Houston going the route of the committee. Tony Potter might be a, a a good fit there as a part of the committee, being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, you got DeAndre Swift, who's another one of those same type of guys with the Eagles. I, I, I don't know. I thought the Eagles were going to be the best fit for him this is the first guy that we've come across that I think could possibly end up staying where he is. I think that would be the best thing for him to do. You don't want to end up on three teams in three years. And now your cachet is just gone. I don't think you're going to get the money that you thought you were going to get, but I think staying with the Eagles is actually would be the best thing for Swift to be able to do. I think Pollard is, I think
1: Pollard places Swift being that cast Kellen Moore's guy. Okay.
0: Okay. Oh, well, good point. Good point. Yeah, Kellen Moore is the new OC there for yeah. Philly. I forgot to go over that earlier um, when we were talking about the uh, changes there in coordinators. But yeah, um, good call.
2: Do you think the contracts are about the same? Or do you think one comes cheaper than the other? Or you think it, uh, like they're interchangeable oh, with the contract? Going to I think it. they're going to be about the
0: same, honestly.
2: Yeah. Give or take. Pollard
0: pa- so pa- had a horrible year, so he can't cash in on what he did with Zeke. If they had, that's why, that's why it's so tough on running backs that you can't get paid when you have the year that you had, if, if uh, Josh Jacobs got paid when he, when he led the league completely different contract than what he going to be getting after this year. So it's unfortunate for running backs, but that's just kind of the, and speaking of, okay, first of all, Vander, I'm going to you with this one, but please, please don't do my dude dirty. I have a heart. Okay. Got my Buckeye JK Dobbins. What have you been hurt? Called the rock. <laughs> Somebody called Dwayne Johnson. What
1: <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. That's my answer. <laughs> if you so you're sm- saying he's moving on, is what you're saying. So if you smell what is that team? The San Antonio uh,
0: Branham, one of them boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't think San Antonio. <laughs> so what you so what you're telling me is you don't you don't feel that it's a possibility for him to be a part of any committee anywhere in the NFL after the injuries that he sustained.
1: The committee of the San Antonio <laughs> Branhams.
0: Mm. Call Dwayne Johnson, man. Ryan, Damn. I got one for you. Devin Singletary. He had he was a on again, off again. He had a decent season. Um but nothing to write home about. And the coach has already said we got to improve our running game, which is not a resounding uh spot on your resume, if you will. So how do we feel? Do do we believe the Texans are just gonna bring in someone else and keep Singletary? Or do we think Singletary goes somewhere else? And what does that do for his fantasy prognosis?
2: I think I think a lot of I think a couple of those games that he had uh when Pierce went off when he was the guy and they loaded him up. He had a couple games uh, that he did pretty decent. Also had a couple games where we didn't do that well. I think that bought him not like uh, from what the Texans want. They're going to bring a running back in. I think that bought him a committee spot someplace. Um, I could easily see like uh, I think uh, even with us, I don't think McKinnon will be back next year. Okay. Um, him and I don't want to. I don't want to mention another guy that's on the list uh that we have on here but i'm just gonna speak with him and somebody else now you can guess who i think i'm talking about you probably know he used to play on your team that he won't be there uh i think him actually would be a great fit behind like pacheco because mckinnon like i said mckinnon would be gone i don't think even though ch has shown flashes i don't think he'll be back so i think okay. uh his fantasy value if he ends up with us won't it'll be like if, if pacheco's upright. Mm, I don't think so if Pacheco goes down, then maybe you can put him as a low RB2 or so. Um, but his fantasy value really just depended on where he goes. But uh, I could see him actually being in our uniform because of how he can catch the ball out of the backfield and whatever. And we don't have to lean on him to, uh, to give him the load the entire time.
0: We got Zach Moss of the Coats. This is another guy that I can actually see the team resigning. Um He did exactly what he was supposed to do when Jonathan Taylor was out of the game. They did go ahead and resign or extend Jonathan Taylor, so he's going to be the guy there. But Zach Moss wasn't too far from it in the vast majority of the games that he had to play as the lead dog. So I can kind of see the Colts hanging on to him. Or if he can go to another team that has as good of an offensive line as the Colts, I can see him pretty much putting up similar uh, fantasy numbers, uh, whether, he, whether he's filling in as the man or whether he's a backup. Um, Vander, I got another one for you. Um, I wish Joe was on here so he can talk about his mans and them. But uh, A.J. Dillon of the Packers, does he stay? Does he go? Is he even an RB3 anymore? I, I, don't, I He on my don't draft list unless something like crazy <laughs> happens. But what you got for A.J. Dillon?
1: No, nah, I think he's cut. Okay. Um, and I, don't, I
0: don't
1: see him really having no value. Because
0: I, I mean, don't he, I, I don't he, see a spot for him. Like where is he gonna be valuable for fans? I, I don't see a team right now where he'll be valuable
2: for fantasy, honestly. So no. Damn, we get- No, I, I actually I actually think I got one for this one. Okay. I think he could be it like a, the Giants lose Saquon. I think he can actually be in a in a in a some type of rotation there, though. Not as the lead back. I think they bring in like one or two backs. Another back, but I actually can see him, even though he had a terrible year, I, I, I think I can see that there because he's – I think I can see him in, in New York. I don't know why, but I think I can. So, would you rather have a rookie or him? I'd rather yeah. have both. Give me the rookie. Then that's why I was saying, like, I I could see him be a part of – like, they bring in one or two guys. I'd rather have both of them. Like, the rookie be, like, the lead dog or whatever, like, and then he spell him or whatever. Because I don't – even though he had a down year, I don't think he was a – Hundred percent healthy. She he also came into the nah, he to, to camp he and everything like injured or whatever. So I think they should draft a running back late round and have him there as like as the second running back. I I could see that. The
0: Commanders Antonio Gibson is a free agent. This is one of the running backs that I kind of feel wasn't necessarily given the fairest of shakes. Um, he got on the wrong end of the coach pretty early, and. Um, I really believe there's more talent there than we've seen as of yet. He could be one of those sneaky guys that you can get for almost next to nothing right now in dynasty um, and in the draft. And depending on the team that he goes to, I foresee him being in a much better uh, situation. I don't foresee him choosing a team that isn't going to put him in a better situation. Even if he's not the man I've uh, been the number two guy and been able to catch the ball out of the backfield. I can see him, uh, been able to make something shake. Uh, the Patriots, I'm gonna throw this one your way, Ron. Ezekiel Elliott is a free agent. And I don't know if this is the guy that you had in mind. Uh as far as your as far as your chiefs were concerned. Uh okay, yes. okay. I, I I felt like it was, but speak on Zeke.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh of course we know Zeke is not the Zeke who he used like to be or whatever. And right. like how I was speaking on like uh, uh as we can see now Pacheco even though like even last year before he took over the job, we lined him up at lined him up at receiver and stuff in camp, whatever, and everything. So he can he can catch the ball. Even lined up at receiver and caught a couple passes in the Baltimore Ravens game. But our offense runs better when we have like that different like lane type things where McKinnon can come in and be the pass catcher and everything or whatever. But I think Zeke is the absolute perfect person for that. Because Zeke doesn't have what he had, but he still can catch the football. He yep. can pass pro, probably better than you can give me another running back that pass pro better than Zeke. You probably can, but right off the dome, I can't think of one like right now.
0: The, the only one I could think of
2: is use Chick with the 49ers, and he a fullback. back. Yeah, he so catch like much of nothing. He can it's pass pro. Good. He can run. And I always told Barry this. I say, I think, think what the Chiefs offense are missing, like, before, like, Pacheco got there, the hard-running style. Like, maybe we should get somebody like, like Garrett Blunt or somebody so when we get to, like, the one. Like, the, you remember, like, Lindell White got down to the one yeah. and he punched in, like, that Yeah. Yeah, like, let us get something like that. And see, Zeke can fill both of those roles. Like, now when he's in the game versus to when McKinnon gives the spell, you pretty much, okay, he can run the ball, but he's probably going out for a pass. Like, was Zeke sticking your hand on the ball? So I my dream scenario is us signing – if McKinnon doesn't come back, us signing Zeke and him and Pacheco lead the backfield. So that's exactly who I was talking about uh, later on. So I, I think he can have one of those seasons to where, fantasy-wise, he may only give you 600 total yards, 600 total yards or so. But he may have eight, nine touchdowns because of how our offense probably predicted to be. We've been in the red zone a lot. So that's I'm like, how, how like got I'm D- like, behind. I like Gibson for y'all. Yeah, I thought about him too. I,
0: I was yeah, I, I, I do too. I really do. I, d- d- if you pair Gibson and Pacheco, I, 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 I like that. I like that. You, I, I really
2: you know really where like I like Gibson, that. Gibson at though? I yeah. like Gibson if Ekola leaves the Chargers and, and they get another running back to pretty much be like the the that pounding type back. I like Gibson and, and Sandy and Los Angeles they they Whatever may hold they on, on the, uh team.
0: Kelly as being the pounder. Um Ke- I, Kelly did I don't the know East if I want
2: to I'd rather draft somebody, I think. I like Kelly, but I think I'd rather draft somebody, one of the younger guys, to be the lead. You can do that too. I don't think Harbaugh mess with none of them. You know, well, so.
0: well, new regime, so that yeah, yeah. good point. Right, we got three more to go. We got Deontay Foreman of the Bears. Um I, I really don't, I really don't know. Like Foreman is he seems too good to be so bad. Like I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if that made sense or not, but I mean, Vander, what you got on for me?
1: He may, he may stay. He may stay? Yeah. I mean, they're going to
0: keep the whole group together? I mean, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I think
1: so. Because I mean, but like, who you going to, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He probably a good locker room
0: guy, man, or something like that. Do you think that it would be better or worse as far as fantasy is concerned for him to stay there? He, he, you shouldn't worry about him fantasy-wise anyway. Touche. Good
1: yeah, point. I mean, if his injuries and he playing against the Carolina Panthers, then, yeah, you play him because he's going to go crazy. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, no, nah, he, sh- he shouldn't have any fantasy uh, applications
0: at all. Last two RBs up. I'll take this one and then leave the last one to you, Ron. We have Gus Edwards of the Ravens. This will be short and sweet. Gus is going to end up being what a couple other running backs were if the Ravens don't re-sign him, which he does have a pretty good relationship with that particular team. Um, So I think the best thing for him would be to stay with the Ravens. If they don't re-sign him, I can see the same thing happening to him that happened with Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette, it's going to take injury or someone not doing their job very well um, for him to get a, a, another bite at the apple. Um, he's going to be 29 years old, running backs so a dime a dozen as far as being able to get him out the draft, even getting him uh, undrafted. So that's going to kind of hang over his head a little bit. Uh, the last running back up, we have Kareem Hunt of the Browns. What say you, Ron?
2: I think I think his best bet is to go back to the Brown. Even though I hate okay. that situation of of what they have going on. Chubb is coming off uh the, the devastating injury. Right. Um he should be ready for camp and everything. And uh, I know you still are, already have um what's my man named Ford in front of uh yeah in front of for, Ford is you the guy have, there,
0: um barring what happens with Chubb.
2: And I think uh I think until you figure out what happened with chubb you bring everybody back and if you want to bring chubb along slowly i think you still bring him back but uh one place i wouldn't mind seeing him at and i wish i could probably could see him at maybe a year earlier i wouldn't mind seeing him in either like that 49ers offense even i know mccarthy is there or like the mcdaniel offense like that type of like offense there so I know M- Mostert said, had 20 uh, touchdowns. I don't know what his contract situation is or anything, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in one of those also.
0: That actually makes I mean, with the 49ers, their backup, Elijah Mitchell, is always hurt. So that, that could make sense. I mean, he is – he showed a flash in the pan of what McCaffrey has sustained, if that makes sense. Yeah um, sure. his his rookie year and then he got in trouble and ended up out of the offense that was best for him. So but yeah, yeah, good call. That'll pretty much wrap it up for us for this week. We will make sure that we bring it back to you again on next week. There'll be a few more arguments over the 49ers and the Kansas City. I can assure you of that. We will well, I, I won't say we're gonna give our official Super Bowl picks because you already know who Ron and Vander are gonna pick, but I'll give my official <laughs> Super Bowl pick. Five. And we'll deep dive into the uh, fantasy football as far as wide receivers are concerned. But for today, we out. And remember, tell the truth.